Brilliant. Good to see you all. Good to see you at home, even though we can't see you. It's just one of those things you say. Uh, brilliant. Let me turn this on. So we are continuing our life coaching series, and we are on number 10 today, so hopefully a slide will appear. It'll appear in a minute. We're not too worried. There it is, living life to the full. And these are the subjects we've covered so far in our life coaching series. So just to remind you, the, the purpose of life coaching um, this series is about living life to the full. Jesus said, um, you will have life and have it to the full or have it abundantly. So we looked at, well, what are some of the facets, some of the subjects, some of the issues in our lives that in- enable us to be able to live a full life? Now, I will say this, this list is not complete. Okay, there are many, many more. And actually, as we've gone on through this series, I thought, ah, should have included this one or should have included that one. Anyway, you get the principle. The grey ones are finished. The white ones are still to come. And today we are dealing with this. Resisting temptation. So um, who's ever been tempted? Herbs hasn't. The rest of us have. The rest of us have. Um, I know that's not true. Um, so, <laughs> in all honesty, today I am going to sort of throw a load of stuff at you. I think you're probably going to come out with this with more questions than you have answers, in truth. Um, but that's okay, because I'm not trying to solve issues for you. I'm trying to encourage you to think and process and talk to God about some of this stuff. So I think you're probably going to come away with quite a few questions. So from uh, the book of Matthew, one of the, it's the first book in the Bible that tells about the life of Jesus. He, um, Jesus went up on a mountain. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. He didn't call it that. People did because he was on a mountain and he was speaking um, for three chapters. And in the middle of this, the disciples, he starts to say to the disciples, listen, you're praying your praying isn't going to be heard because you use loads of words and you're all flash and you know some great expressions and you have a prayer voice. That, that's not what gets you heard. So the disciples said to him, well, what do we have to do to pray then? He said this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And lead us not into temptation. What? God leads us into a place where we're tempted, but we're saying, please don't? Let's just explain this briefly. First thing to say is, God can't tempt us. It it is impossible. According to uh, James, who... Uh, wrote to the church, he said this, when you are tempted, don't ever say, God is tempting me. For God is incapable of being tempted by evil, and he is never the source of temptation. Instead, it is each person's own desires and thoughts that drag them into evil and lure them away into darkness. Thank you, James. Never one to mince his words. So we've got this, lead us not into temptation. And a couple of other translations, and this is a useful tip. If ever you get to a verse where you go, huh? Look it up in some other versions. Bible Gateway is a great place to start with that. 
So we've got this line, rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. Tribulation, difficulty, temptation, all linked to the same root word. So rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. And we also have this according to the message, keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. Isn't that nice? I like that one. So resist temptation. That's the theme of today. How do we resist temptation? What exactly is it we're resisting, etc.? So resisting temptation to do what exactly? Um, Have another cake? Watch some porn? Do a bit more online shopping to make us feel better? Speak our mind on social media? Have an affair? Smoke some weed? Knock off early from work? Do 34 miles an hour in a 30 limit? Here's a, here's a grid which we're just going to look at briefly. I have gone all out on graphics this week. You will see. Look at that. So what I want you to do in your own, in your own mind, okay? Um, you can point if you like, if you're in the room. If you're at home, don't bother. Um, but I'm going to read some things out. I just want you to point. Don't worry, I can't really distinguish where you're pointing. Are, you know, is it, is it sin or is it okay? I'm going to read them out. Okay, now I've really helped by putting murder someone up there. I figure that's probably sin, right? So I've helped you out. Number one, knocked off. Here we go. Have another cake. Point at it. What do you think? Sin or okay? Thanks for pointing. Just check your arm works, will you? Just, just, just check. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, no, it does. Excellent. Um, watch some porn. Um... Do a bit more online shopping to make you feel better. Uh, speak your mind on social media. Okay, have an affair. <laughs> I could see some people going, uh, it's like, <laughs> no, no, just to help you, it should really be over that way. Um, smoke some weed. Um, knock off early from work. Oh, we're not sure about that one. Do 34 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour limit. What about 31 miles an hour in a 30 <laughs> Okay, well, do you know what? I'm, we're shooting through this because we're really getting to a point a bit later on. I'm just looking at that question of what exactly is sin? What is exactly is it that we're being tempted and we're having to resist? Is it sin? Is that what we're saying? So here's, a, here's another grid for you. I wonder if it's more gradated than the last one. Maybe there are some things, there are some things clearly, I think we would probably all agree, wrong, right? And there are some things clearly, surely that's right. Like murdering someone, praying. I mean, we, gotta get, like, we would probably all agree on that, okay? But I think maybe, perhaps, I don't know, I'm chucking it out there. What about this? Where it says not okay, you can see I've replaced sin with not okay. I haven't really replaced it, sin is still there. We don't really like talking about sin. And we're coming on to really what sin is in just a minute. But here we go. Do it again. Get your, get your hands ready. So this, if you're in the room, you'll point over this way. If you're like, no, that is clearly wrong. And then it scans around over that way. It's like, yeah, that's great. Um, okay, and then like, so that is in the middle. So you'll see, you might just see on the screen, there's some faint lines there. 
So obviously, halfway along, I mean, it's only half sin, right? Okay, brilliant, good. So, have another cake. <laughs> okay, watch them porn. Okay. Uh, do a bit more online shopping just to make you feel better. Um, speak your mind and be unkind on social media. Okay, have an affair. Just helping you because <laughs> there was some ambiguity last time. We're going that way. Uh, smoke some weed. It's definitely wrong. Okay, uh, murder someone. Done. We're all right with that one. We're sure. So, this issue of resisting temptation, lead us not into temptation. Tempted, I don't know, it's become a bit of a joke thing, tempted. But here's the deal, right? We have an enemy. If you've said yes to Jesus, in fact, even if you haven't said yes to Jesus, the very fact that we are made in the Father's image means that we have an enemy who hates us, is out to get us, and will do anything he can to bring us down. He'll do anything he can to pull us away from God to get us to doubt, to get us to be self-sufficient, to become an island. I don't, I don't need God. Who needs God? This is the main thing that the enemy wants to do. Listen to this. To get us to believe God isn't who he says he is and we are not who God says we are. That is what the enemy is trying to do. He started all the way back at the beginning of Genesis in the God. Did God really say... So the work of the enemy in our lives is to get us to believe that God isn't who he says he is and we are not who God says we are. Got that? I can see you're writing it down. Great work. Well done. So this is, this is what we're resisting. Anything that disrupts our relationship with Father God. Anything that disrupts our relationship with Father God. For now, I'm going to label that sin. Okay? Because we, we need to nail sin to the wall somewhere. So we're going to say anything that disrupts our relationship with Father God. So some of those things that we went through, doing 34 miles an hour in a 30 limit, Disrupts our relationship with Father God. Well, God does tell us to honour the authorities placed over us. Yeah, but what I didn't tell you was you actually have just picked up a person who's just had a stroke by the roadside and you're getting to hospital. 34, okay? I mean, is it sin? Having another cake, frankly, that's never sin. <laughs> I-M-H-O. But it depends what your relationship with food is. I can't answer that one for you. I have no idea. And this, going back to that grid, if you can picture that kind of gradated line, I, I, I can't say. Some things, yes, we can say. And some things we can say, yes, categorically, the other direction. How about when God says about forgiving your brother and sister? In fact, in, the, in here, in the Bible, just after it finishes the Lord's Prayer, how about this? We're saying, 
praying. I mean, praying's always all right, right? I mean, praying's got to be good. Well, what about this? What about if you're using praying as an excuse to not actually get you to deal with, but if you forgive, for if you forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will not be able to forgive you your sins. So what if we're praying actually is an excuse to get us away from having to face up to forgiving people? Still okay? Disrupting our relationship with the Father? I don't know. So the Lord's Prayer, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from anything that would disrupt my relationship with the Father. If I may be so bold as to suggest a marginal edit, just for the context of this morning. So lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from anything that would disrupt my relationship with the Father. So, to return to the title. The title for today is Resisting. Okay, it's about resisting evil, resisting temptation. This is in the book of Corinthians. So Paul, who planted the church in Corinth, then went somewhere else, wrote back to them. He said this, We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. So there is no trial that you are facing that God hasn't ordained. God hasn't permitted, if you like. And there is no trial or difficulty or test that you can be facing for which there isn't a victorious way out that God has planned. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that wonderful? But there comes the, the question, really, of trying to ask, well, why, why would God even want to test us or see us be tempted in any way? That's a great question because you think, well, surely, God, your heart is that we don't, we don't encounter all those things. I mean, Surely when we say yes to Jesus, we enter a Christian bubble, right? Yeah. The thing is, we have been given a job to do, and we are to carry on the work that Jesus did. So we are to, well, it says that for this purpose, Christ was revealed to destroy all the works of the evil one. So we're, we're supposed to be at war. As people who said yes to Jesus, if you have, we're at war. We're here to destroy the works of the evil one. We're to, here to open blind eyes, to cast out demons, to set the prisoners free, to establish God's kingdom on earth, his rule, his reign, his way of doing things. The kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing and violent people lay hold of it, the Bible says. This is not a passive, chilled, feet-up exercise. So, why then does God allow us to be tempted, tested? Well, the reason is this. We have got some kicking to do. We have got some kicking the enemy to do. And we don't run around like looking for the enemy, right? I've found him, you know, I'm going to kick him. 
But we look for evidence of where he's been and we, we come with the kingdom of light that totally triumphs over, has triumphed over and trumps the kingdom of darkness. But you're not going to do it without a workout. So the thing is, some of us maybe are on only this kind of weight. Okay? And so there is some resistance just in my arm so the muscles here and actually in the shoulder as well. And anyway, don't worry, they work conversely with these ones. But you're able to lift your arm because of the muscles. And there is just resistance on this muscle just simply because of the weight of the forearm. Yes? Biology? Yes, okay. And a bit of physics thrown in. Okay, so levers and stuff. So like this. Now, I can do this all day long. Um, these muscles here are only ever going to grow so much. I need to add, I need to add some weight on. So I've gone skewer and marshmallows, right? Okay, now it is true that lifting this will... I, I, have, I have increased the load. Not by a lot, but there is more resistance now. Obviously, if I really want to start... If you really want to start building muscle, building capacity to be able to do some devil kicking, then you're going to need some bigger resistance because you're going to have to learn to fight that bigger resistance, your body is having to work, I can feel the muscle is having to work much harder and this is, only a, this is only a six kilo. And there are some battles that God wants us to deal with. If we do this all day long, the dead are probably not going to get raised. Okay? So, probably. We're going to need to up some of the things that we face so that we build the right muscles for the job that we have to do. Does that make sense? Have I, I'm not getting a lot of nods. Hopefully you at home, thank you for nodding. I appreciate it. So listen again. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. God says, I, kind of, I want to be able to protect you. And at the same time, there's a job to do here. So I'm going to protect you while you're in the thing you're in. Because each test is an opportunity to trust him more. You could say we trust God, but until we're in that situation where we have to trust God, it's quite difficult to say we trust God. And we have some muscles to build because we have a job to do. Now... Let me just clarify something here. There is some temptation that God allows us to face, and there is some that we're just simply meant to avoid. Okay? So give you, I'll give you some example. If you don't want an affair, here's some top advice. Keep away from the person that you're attracted to. How's that for top advice, right? Don't say, oh, God has brought that person into my life so that I can be tempted to have an affair. No. God's going, get out! If you want to stop taking weed, then keep away from the people and circumstances that lead you to keep taking it. If you want to stop smoking, stop hanging out with people who smoke, and you know that you smoke generally socially on a Friday night when you go out with your mates. Do you remember those days when you go out with your mates and you have a pint? I don't think anybody wakes up and decides that they're going to be an alcoholic and they're going to 
discover and create in their life a dependency on alcohol. There is absolutely no judgment. But nobody wakes up and makes that as a decision for their life. No one really wakes up and decides, do you know what? I've decided I'm going to become physically fat and unhealthy. That's my life goal. No one really wakes up and decides they're going to drift from God either. Some of these things we have complete control over. And some of these things God is allowing into our lives because he wants us to learn to trust him more and to build up some muscle. Now, you will see maybe here, I love chocolate. Right? And I, I mean, I like Mars bars and things, but I'm really quite extra creamy. I mean, even the words. So for me, this is, this is like temptation. It's been right there the whole time. Oh, I can even it's lovely. I can even smell it. Now, there are, there are occasions, am I, there are occasions, effectively what I'm saying is, if I am going to decide I'm not going to eat chocolate, I'm going to do that middle-aged thing that people do. You don't say it when you're younger, but oh, I can't even have it in the house. That thing. You know that thing people say? So, um, you know, because you resist, you resist, you resist. You, I do this, I do this, not just with chocolate, with other things, you know, with food and things. So oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to have it. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have four a day. I'm just going to have a little strip of four a day and, okay, yeah, I'm going to have two of them now. Okay, I eat two now. And then you think, five minutes later, oh, two wasn't enough. I've now got the taste for it. So what do I do? I know, yeah, I was going to save it for later. I'm going to have the other two now, and then I'm done. I mean, and then I'm done for the day, right? I mean, that makes sense. And then I can put the packet away, put it back in the cupboard, and, and that's, that's okay. And, and I'm going to pop that back in the cupboard there. Um, this is what happens for so many of us. So sometimes there is a place to say, if you really... If you, if, I mean, I, I don't want chocolate out of the house. I just need to keep building that resisting chocolate muscle. Um, but there are times when you just distance yourself from it. You just put distance between you and whatever that temptation is. Now, I nearly called this talk something else. I had two other working titles. Just checking it's going to advance. Oh, the clicker stopped working. There it is. Brilliant. Thank you. Resisting temptation was one title. Being self-controlled was another one. Making wise choices was another one. They're very linked. Just look at those three. Resisting temptation, being self-controlled, making wise choices. Now, all three really fit. If, we, if this is life coaching, if we're going to live life to the full, we, we need to be able to do all those three things, and there's definitely crossover. If this were a Venn diagram, there'd be lots of crossover here. Now, being self-controlled or self-disciplined... I've often thought of self-discipline as being able to sacrifice short-term pleasure for long-term gain. I won't have that now. Instead, I would deny myself that pleasure now. Simple way is, if I want to lose a bit of weight, which, to be honest, I do very slightly need to, I need to sacrifice the short-term pleasure of eating that for the long-term gain of actually losing a bit of weight. Do, Do you get that? Yes? Okay, and then I was saying to God earlier in the week, we were just having a conversation, and I said to God, I've got that talk coming up, God. 
come on, what do I do? You're just going to have to speak to me. And then I opened my Kindle um, and just started reading a book, utterly unrelated. And I had this. The first page I read, it says this. Self-control is the ability to say yes to something so completely that all other options are eliminated. Including things that aren't necessarily bad in themselves, chocolate, but would distract you from pursuing the thing that is most important and valuable to you. So self-control is the ability to say yes to something so completely that all other options are eliminated. I read it and I thought, boom, that's it. That's how you resist temptation. You don't put the thing you're tempted by right there and go, no, I'm going to resist, I'm going to resist, I'm going to resist. Oh, no, no, I can't even look at it, can't have it in there. It's not that thing. It's very, very difficult. It's just like sheer, gritty willpower that is just human in origin to say, right, I have decided I am not going to smoke anymore. Can people achieve it that way? Absolutely. However, it's the ability to say yes to something, I'll put in brackets, else, so completely all other options are eliminated. Now, athletes, business owners, professionals, artists, entertainers, they know what this is like. You have to say no to many things. And as soon as you say yes to one thing, it means you're having to say a no to something else. There are athletes who don't want to get up in the morning and their bed is calling to them, but they know they have to get up. They have to train hard. They have to, have to go after it. Why? Because the thing they've said yes to so completely is a gold at the Olympics. And that means that other things have to fit around that. In fact, some other options are eliminated. So the night before, they have a final training session, and someone says, we're coming out for some beers, do you want to come out? They will say no, because they know they need to be in bed at nine. So going back to the temptation to have an affair, you can resist, resist, resist. You can, option two, stop putting yourself in that situation. Move away. Well, you don't understand, I work with them. Change jobs. I, I, I can't answer that any better. I can't answer that for you. Only you will know whether you are being tempted effectively into a situation beyond what you can bear. And remember, all affairs start up here. Or option three, say yes so completely to your spouse and your marriage that all other options are eliminated. Temptation to put unkind opinions on Facebook. You can resist, resist, resist. You can, option two, distance yourself, put your phone down, leave Facebook. Number three, you could go so completely after wanting to build others up that criticism doesn't even feel like an option. So I'm going to show you this um, like this. So Nick is about to, my dear wife, Nick is on camera this morning, and she said, I can't believe that you've picked a really hard thing. We can do some camera work here. 
Now, Nick is going to zoom in. If you're thinking, that's really weird, Chris, that looks like a banana on a tripod. Well spotted. It is a banana on a tripod. I'll just wait till Nick is in and focused. Look at that. Look at that. Camera on a tripod. A banana on a tripod. Now, right now, don't change, please, um, stream team or whatever, don't focus back on me. We'll stick with that view. Right now, other than I appreciate there's, there's like the legs here, other than that, it's brilliant we've got this black background because the most striking thing in that image is what? It's not a trick question. Is it Jesus? Uh, no, no, no. It's a, it's a really obvious answer, right? <laughs> I know the answer's probably Jesus. So let's try that again. The most striking thing is what? Yes, brilliant. It is a banana. Fantastic. So this is this principle of um, that you, you say, you zoom in on something, you say yes to something so completely, other options are eliminated. So this is a little bit like our life in going after God. If we put God absolutely so that he is the, the I'll call it thing for a minute, obviously he's a he, but he, he is the person, he is the thing that is in the middle of our lives, he becomes the focus, then you'll see from that camera shot that other than my hand coming in and out, um, there's nothing else in that camera shot. God has so utterly become my focus. I've said yes so completely to him that there are lots of other things that aren't even necessarily wrong. Somewhere over here is chocolate. Okay, just in case you're not sure, affair is still over that way, okay? It's still, it's still long over that way. So, now, you may say, well, this isn't particularly practical, Chris, because to be honest, I have loads of other things in my life. I do have kids, I do have elderly parents, I do have a job to do, I do have shopping to do, da 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 etc., so Nick is going to do this. He's been practicing this. Come on. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I've got to keep an eye on the time. Who knew Banana Gate would take so long? Stop. Perfect. Now, you can see lots of other things in that shot, in that camera shot, right? All ca- I don't need to list them. You can see them. You can see them at home. What's the most striking thing in that image? Still not, still not Jesus. It's still, okay, it's still a banana. It hasn't changed. Even though, even though there is now lots more in that image, because there was a starting with him being the focus, even when you pan, you, you draw back like that, and lots of other things there is still that central point of focus. And if you can just zoom back in again, Nick. Didn't warn her of this bit. And so this is me refocusing on God. I'm going back in. God, I want to keep you. I want to say yes to you so completely that the other things in my life are all in relation to my relationship with you. They don't ever trump my relationship with you. My relationship with you is front and centre. I say yes to you so completely that other things... (laughs) Nick's pointing physically at the clock saying, you're running out of time. I know we are. It's brilliant. I'm just going to move the banana. One moment. So we're going to finish with this. Best way to resist temptation is to say yes to God so completely 
that all other options are completely eliminated. That's how to resist temptation. We say yes to God so completely. So we're going to stand, we're going to pray. It was supposed to be Charlotte coming back, but she'd have to be super quick if she is. Um, it's my bad, sorry. So it's bananas, they just they're confusing, take time. But Father God, we, we know that you don't let us face trials that we can't handle. And sometimes it's the right thing to flee. But God, as we, as we live with you, as we live out of that relationship with you, we want to say yes to you so completely that everything else, its place is determined by how you are front and center for us. And that is how we resist temptation. We look to you and we look at where your eyes are and we look to your heart and we see that you are guiding us and leading us. Thank you, Father. Keep speaking to us throughout this week. Point things out to us. Thank you so, so much for joining us online. If you haven't said yes to Jesus, honestly, you really should because he's absolutely amazing. And just let us know if you do. But other than that, we will say goodbye and we will see you at something very soon. Stay safe, stay well. Thanks for listening to our podcast today and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.